Hey guys, welcome to the Coffee Unleashed podcast, where we talk about coffee, business, and everything in between. My name is Alec, and I am your host. Uh, we are excited for another episode of the podcast uh, this week. Um, as always, we publish new episodes on a weekly basis, and you can find those on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify, uh, wherever you listen and enjoy uh, your podcast. So make sure and subscribe if you haven't already. We've had some really great episodes uh, leading up to this, as well as a ton of uh, great future episodes coming up. So you'll want to stay tuned for that and keep in the loop. Uh, but today uh, we are here with a good friend of ours um, and excited to have him uh, from Prima Coffee all the way from Louisville, uh, Kentucky. So uh, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, so yeah, uh, what I love to always ask is what uh, coffee have you been enjoying lately? So uh, give us a sneak peek. And it uh, doesn't have to be indie coffee. We <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it were, actually. Yeah. Um, so the coffee that has kind of been... Uh, that I've been smitten with recently. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks back, I was in New York City and I went to um, Counterculture Training Lab there for one of their tastings at ten, and they were showing off this like super delicious Kenya, um, mm. the Njemu, uh, which is really unique, at least in my experience, because it is a single variety Ruru Eleven. I have never had Ruru Eleven kind of you know, separated out like that before. Yeah. You, I've had it, I think in blends with like SL 28, SL 34, but just having this variety on its own and it's a, it's a composite variety, I think. So it's, it has like a whole bunch of stuff in it, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, uh, the like genetics, but on its own, this coffee is just like super sweet and like, like literal cane sugar sweetness. It's one of the most pronounced cane sugars I've ever had in a coffee. Um, but tons of like complexity in terms of like florals and citrus. And it was like Mm -hmm. super delicious iced. And I just finished my box of it. And it's one of those coffees where I'm like, okay, I have to buy this again. You know, like, (laughs) uh, like I, I have to order another one before it's gone. Like, because I it, just one box wasn't enough. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, like that's, that's been my jam. Um, right. I'm going to be ordering another one probably pretty soon. And I know. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it was super exciting to me, like, especially yeah. just because, you know, having such uh, distinctive coffee mm-hmm. from this like single variety, I don't know, like it's, it's always fun to have an experience like that where just a coffee is yeah. just like, wow, this is so good. What is yeah. unique about it? And it turns out a lot is unique about it. Yeah. For sure. Do you find, obviously, um, so uh, Prima Coffee, you know, a, a large, uh, you know, I almost think of it like a curator of all things uh, coffee and, and best of the best when it comes to that. Um, so obviously you're you're around the coffee world. We just were uh, offline talking about uh, 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 the conference season and, and all of that competition and everything else. Um, so do you find that um, obviously y'all are in Louisville, you know, Quill's in your backyard, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Do you guys y'all find uh, that um, – trying coffees that are maybe out of town or coffees you're not interacting with regularly that they tend to maybe excite you in a new way or maybe on a, on another level to where we, I was talking about this with our, uh, wholesale manager too, that maybe, you know, maybe our coffees are exciting. Uh, you know, we know they are, but, um, 
when you're cupping them all the time, do you just get numb to, you know, maybe those exciting notes and then we, you know, send coffee to you or send, you know, to other friends of ours and they're like, Oh my God, there's so much green apple and, and everything in there. And we're like, we tasted that like three weeks ago, but we don't taste it so much anymore. Um, yeah, but. I think I, yeah, I think you're totally onto something like, you know, you kind of get habituated to, yeah. you know, what you're, what you're dealing with often. So like, yeah, uh, I, I think I, I wind up drinking a lot of Quills coffee. Um, uh, there's a shop pretty close to where I live. So like I go in there a lot. Um, and you know, it, you can definitely sort of see what happens when you break away for a while and come back mm-hmm. to it. And you're just like, Oh man, like, you know, I'm sure the inkwell house blend is like, you know, changing a little bit here and there, but you know, I stopped drinking it for three weeks and I came back to it and I'm like, Holy cow, this stuff is yeah. sweet. Like it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, so your, your first question there was kind of like exploring coffees from outside our area. Yeah. Um, and it is something I'd like to do a lot. Um, you know, Louisville is, I think it's a great, you know, sort of, uh, kind of under the radar coffee city in terms yeah. of the quality of what we have here. Um, but we actually don't have a ton of variety. Um, so we have a, a couple core local roasters doing specialty yeah. coffee, um, and they're all doing pretty good jobs, but, uh, it sometimes feels like we're just in a sort of city of chains. Like, mm. you know, there's not a ton of like smaller independent shops who are yeah. sourcing coffee from outside the city. Um, we have, I think w- just one multi-roaster cafe, um, and they're actually more of a bed and breakfast. So like mm. they, they do really great food and really good coffee, but it's not really like the center, yeah. you know, focal point of their business. Um, and then we have another cafe here, full stop that is a ritual coffee account. Okay. So like, there's not a lot of coffee coming into Louisville from outside the area. Got it. Um, which is, you know, it's fine. I think I like to support local roasters, but I also uh-huh. kind of like to see what other people are doing too. Yeah. So, you know, counterculture, um, I'm from the Northeast and like I lived in New York city for a while Yeah. and, you know, counterculture is something sort of near and dear to me. Like I'm very familiar with the roasting. I like it a lot. Um, I don't get it quite as often as I used to, but you mm-hmm. know, it's something I like to treat myself to now and then, but then I also like to support you know, other smaller roasters from wherever. Um, so, I mean, you brought up, um, kind of expos and competitions and stuff. So like whenever I'm around, uh, other coffee people, you know, I'm always delighted if I can sneak away with a sample because it's like, yeah, yeah I, w- I want to see what everybody's doing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't personally afford to buy all of their coffee yeah. all the time, but I love to try it. And I love to tell people like who to support because I, I know, you know, what, what to expect. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, you know, when I saw you in May and I brought yep. home some coffee, it's like, yeah, it's awesome. Cause yeah. now I get to be like, yes, our friends up in, uh, is it Carmel or Car- uh, Carmel? Yeah. Carmel. Yeah. So like, yep. yeah, you know, our, our buds up there, go check them out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, we were, we were chatting with, the our, our wholesale team today as well. And just talking through, you know, the importance of almost the, uh, understanding that your palate does get numb to what you're currently, you know, doing. They talk about that in, in beer and wine and that, that, you know, um, you've got to always be training your palate to uh, recognize and notice new things. And, uh, obviously that can happen with coffee. You know, we're, uh, cupping our coffee every week. Uh, and for some time that can be the same coffees, you know, for a couple months at a time. Um, and, uh, you know, we were just talking through the importance of, you know, cross sharing that coffee with other, other roasters or other people that, that have pretty solid palates and just saying, Hey, you know, 
taste this every so often, you know, maybe once a month or every couple of weeks or something and, and let us know what you get. Um, cause that can be a little bit of a, a better understanding for people on, you know, where we're at with stuff, obviously, you know, um, our cupping scores tend to even out. Obviously the, the more used to that we get the coffee, it, you know, it tends to be a little more static. So, um, understanding that is always, you know, always beneficial as well as obviously trying other coffees out there or, or whatever business that you're in, you know, being a, being a customer of other businesses or, or things like that. So you can, uh, you can learn better best practices or, or things like that is always a huge benefit, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, so I work as a barista at Quills, um, but I don't do it that often. You know, I, I'm working maybe a couple of shifts a month. Um, but you know, actually keeping up on, you know, palate development and, mm-hmm. you know, any brewing skill I think is really valuable for, mm-hmm. you know, for me personally, I, I yeah. value it a lot, but I think it also ties into what I do really well. So, yeah. you know, I want to be able to speak the language. I want to be able to, um, you know, to talk to all of our customers, you know, on a level where I'm familiar with their work, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I don't really get to do production cuppings quite as much. Um, yeah. but I've been to a few and I, I totally get, you know, like if I go and do a table of even like 10 to 15 coffees, my palate is worn out, you know, after <laughs> like yeah. one round, you know, yeah. Yeah. and we're, you know, the, the guys who are doing it every week. They're going around three or four times. They're tasting everything as it cools down. And, yeah. you know, it's, it seems intense. And then, you know, oh, I, yeah. some of the folks at Quills, like, I think I've gone to one or two where they're like, okay, uh, that was the first table. We're going to set up for the second. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I can't keep up. Like, oh yeah. Uh, even if I'm like spitting everything out, I still feel over caffeinated and jittery, uh-huh. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the whole, uh, you know, I think the skill set of continually learning your learning how to develop a palate is, um, you know, it's not about, you know, it's, it's easily, uh, you know, it can easily happen where, you know, you're tasting coffee and your first thought is, do I like that or do I not like that? You know, that's usually every novice's first step in, in tasting something is, you know, does this taste good or bad? You know, uh, and then obviously, you know, you taste something, you can say, oh, that tastes like this or, t-, you know, but the, the, always the indicator is, is it good or bad? And then that sort of lines up your, you know, your tasting path. You know, and what we've learned is, you know, a good palate is one that doesn't care if it's good or bad. You know, it's just you're pulling out what's there. So, you know, mm-hmm. you may not like, you know, nuts or apricots or, uh, you know, grapes or anything, but there's grape in there, you know. So you you learn to just pull that out and it doesn't have to do with, you know, whether you enjoy it or not, I think. Uh, and I think that's what, too, can help. Um from a skill set, when you think about, you know, your businesses, um, you know, looking at your business uh, as best you can with, uh, generic or unbiased eyes is, is always great. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we had, uh, I was, I talked about this, you know, a little while back, but, um, how great it would be to come into our cafe just as a customer and, you know, or coming to our cafe for the very first time, you know, me owning it, but coming to the cafe for the first time and no one know who I am and only be a customer just so you can fully, you know, immerse yourself in what it's like, 
you know, to be, to try it for the first time or, you know, cause there's nothing better than that when you go to a new cafe and, you know, you get to try that coffee for the very first time or, you know, um, so obviously you relish in that, but, um, that's also where you can lean on, uh, some people that, you know, that, you know, may have a good understanding of it is like, what was their impression when they traded when they tasted it, you know, or what was, you know, what does it look like? Um, that's always good. Even, even from your guys' end, from a technological standpoint or from a content creation standpoint, you know, um, you guys may look at a, a piece of content that you put out 50 times before it goes live. Uh, yep. <laughs> and, you've, and, you know, you've chewed it apart a hundred times and, you know, uh, and then, you know, it gets to YouTube or, or something else and, and we watch it and we're like, oh, that's really cool that you did X. And you're like, I didn't even think about that, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, that's, that's what I always encourage, you know, from our, uh, you know, our listeners from a business perspective is the sooner that you can bring in, you know, trusting a trusting mind or trusting set of eyes, uh, they can maybe speak into something different then you know, the, uh, the better it will be for you. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so, uh, just to kind of reveal a little bit of, yeah. of like Prima. Um, one of our, we have a couple of companies sort of under the same umbrella. So like Prima LLC has a few different brands. Mm-hmm. And one of those is actually the original is, uh, more on the, the restaurant equipment side of things. So we have a staff that's more or less to get dedicated to, you know, refrigeration and ice machines and cooking equipment and that kind of stuff. Um, who, you know, maybe they like coffee, but they're not quite as nerdy about it as yeah. some of the rest of us. So, yeah, it's really interesting to hear when they, you know, watch a video that we made and they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I have no idea what you just said, you know, and mm-hmm. like, but, you know, uh, the the concept sounded cool. So, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, well, you know, this person is around coffee stuff. And if I just said something that they didn't understand, um, then that means I could probably, you know, next time go back and communicate more clearly. Yeah. Um, so I think we're, we're sort of lucky in that we have some, I mean, not to disparage them, but some non-experts around, um, where, uh, they can give us some feedback that, uh, better equips us to, um, approach, you know, just broader perspectives, you know, like we're not always talking to somebody who's paid attention to the industry for 20 years. We're talking to people who had a, like their first good cup of coffee they've ever had last week, you know? Uh, and yeah, you know, like it, it helps us kind of ground ourselves and sort of make sure that we're, um, you know, approaching things in a way that makes sense to a a broader array of people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I totally agree. Like getting that outside perspective is really important. You know, you, you can find yourself just sort of falling into habits and, and yep. things, um, that you don't really even think about, um, until somebody kind of points them out to you and you're like, Oh, yep. okay. Like I could probably do that better, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, so it's good, it's good to have that feedback. And, you know, if you can do it intentionally, that's good. If you can do it accidentally, that's yep. I mean, sometimes even better. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, and, and, and obviously a lot of the excuses sometimes is, um, a lot of excuses with it would be they're afraid maybe of, you know, what is going to be revealed. Um, or maybe they're, uh, you know, worried about what, you know, what can happen or, or what's said, um, that, 
that's always uh, that's always scary sometimes as uh, to to put your product out there and uh, and let it be up for criticism. That's always you know obviously sim- similar idea to to what you guys do from a from a content creation standpoint. Is the second you post that video, it's like, well, there it is. You know, you're 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 open and available to the to the world of comments, which yes. is a scary <laughs> one. And, uh, yeah. Um, and you know, for us on a coffee end, it's like, you know, we get a new coffee out and we we're feeling pretty hype about it. Uh, but obviously it's always nerve wracking the first time you bring it up and, and, and bring it out there. But, um, that's where you learn and, you know, cultivate and, uh, for anybody that, uh, you know, owns any type of, you know, business at all. Um, obviously you take, you know, you take criticism with, with a grain of salt, you know, you're not, you're not changing everything because any one individual says that, but, um, you know, if you have a great inner circle of, of people that you trust that are willing to be honest and, you know, um, open with you, um, that I think is what means a lot. And I know that's, that's what's helped, helped us continue to get better. Um, is people, you know, surrounding yourself with people that, um, that, care about your well-being as as well as they want to see your business grow and you know uh they want to see that happen so um talk a little bit about i know we've touched on it slightly um prima coffee and uh the um creative side that you guys have sort of been diving into as far as um putting stuff out there and and you know i noticed uh, i i mean i've been following you guys for probably two or three years, um, some different things. Um, and, uh, you guys have definitely taken a little bit more of a creative route over the last year with, with some of your, uh, videos and content and stuff. So talk a little bit about, uh, some of that. Sure. Um, so I guess a little bit of background, um, Prima Coffee, as I said, is sort of one of these brands underneath a broader umbrella. Um, we, started more or less as an offshoot of that restaurant equipment company where some of the employees there were like, Hey, um, so what if we brought in some of this like specialty coffee stuff and see if we can sell it? So they did. And, you know, after a little bit of investment, they kind of said, all right, there's something here. Let's split it off into a different company. Um, so that's been about 10 years now. And over those years, um, I, I think we've seen kind of a lot of evolutionary change in the brand and how we present ourselves. I think from the very beginning, we've always wanted to be sort of, um, approachable, but particular. So like we, we want to, um, display, uh, a sense of expertise about what we're talking about, you know, um, in the sense that like, if you go to Amazon and buy something, nobody there knows what, you know, what the coffee device does, yeah. um, because that's not really how they present products. Yep. Um, so we wanted to be able to be, to be experts who are giving you information about this stuff. Yeah. Um, so you can feel confident in what you're getting. Um, but we also never wanted to be pretentious or, yep. you know, exclusive or anything. We wanted everybody to be able to come to our website and be like, yeah, like this makes sense. Uh, it's, you know, a Chemex is a weird thing that I've never brewed in before, but at least I know a little bit more about it. Yeah. Um, so we've always tried to kind of keep that balance in mind. Um, yeah. but our actual like style of presentation has changed a lot. So like if you are, if you hunt down, you know, a really old video from back in the day, uh, you know, we used to film videos in this, like, we call it the, uh, the cooler. Cause it's basically, um, it's pretty much, uh, like 
a walk-in fridge in our office, <laughs> um, like literally a walk-in fridge, but it's been converted into more of a sound booth, um, Got it. for, for audio recording and stuff. So we used to record videos in there and you'd see guys kind of standing by a table explaining the product, but they wouldn't even touch it. They wouldn't brew with it. Um, mm. and that, you know, that serves a purpose and that we can box it back up and sell it new, uh, cause it has never been used. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, these days we're a lot more lenient on that. We want to be able to demo the stuff. Um, so yeah, you know, our, our media has changed a little bit. We tried to make it a little bit more kind of lively and expressive, um, just to kind of, um, give a little kind of contrast to some of our competitors out there, but also just to sort of develop our own personality. You know, yeah. the, the Prima coffee brand, uh, we actually have like a voice guideline for like how we speak and communicate. And one mm. of the items in there is that, uh, we have Kentucky flavored kindness. And that, I think, I think that kind of, um, I, I think that sort of reflects a lot of how we want to have this personality is like, yeah, we're from Louisville. Like we are, we can't be, can't quite be sure if we're Midwest or South or yeah, yeah, what, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a city with a ton of different influences. Um, and yeah, you know what, like you drive five minutes outside the city and you're in the middle of a rural area and yeah, like that reflects a lot on us too. Uh Uh, so we try not to take ourselves too seriously. We try to actually, you know, at the same time, like also trying to know what we talk about, but you know. Uh, I don't, yeah, like there's just, there's all these facets built into the voice. That's more or less like, we just kind of want to be like the coffee people that you'd hang out with, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, in terms of like the content and media, um, so like you said earlier, we have kind of a, a few different, uh, groups of people that we, um, that we market to and, you know, yeah. who happen to be our customers. So like we have commercial customers, uh, we have consumers, we have those folks who really don't know that much about coffee, but are interested in it. Yeah. We have, and kind of every step of the way up to somebody who's been in it for a while and knows literally everything they, they already know. Um, so like, uh, we have to be able to kind of reach them all. Um, and to that end, we tend to actually tailor content, more or less to specific audiences. Mm. So like we have a few pieces that are like, here's like coffee 101 here, you know, like mm. here's why you might want a grinder. Yeah. Um, and then we also have commercial stuff, which is like, you know, here are, here's like a little bit of science about hooking up or about like uh, water treatment for your cafe. Like we want to reach people where they're at. Um, mm. you know, we feel pretty comfortable talking about, you know, just about any topic in coffee, but it's all about sort of digesting it for, uh, the, the person who is actually interested in that piece of content. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of the videos that we put out are, you know, most of them are just product overviews, just kind of talking about, um, what this is, what are are its features, who is it for, what are, you know, some of the downsides to it. Um, and you know, we try to cover it in a way. And and I think, you know, when I do a video, I, I think I kind of tend to default to like a couple different sort of, um, informational modes where I'm like, okay, well, this is a consumer product. Um, you know, a cafe could use it, but the person who's most likely to buy it is a consumer. So how do I present it in a way yeah. that makes, you know, it's not too jargony. It makes sense to them. Um, and then if a professional, you know, commercial customer is like, well, I want that too. It still makes sense to them too. It might be a little bit simplified, but it still makes sense. Yeah. Uh, 
Whereas, you know, if I'm talking about a Lamarzoco or something, I'm pretty much always talking about it in the context of a coffee shop. Yeah. You know, like I, I will get a little bit more technical about information because the person buying it probably wants to hear that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a few different ways that we present that info and it, you know, I, I think we've, we've taken a lot of time to kind of calculate how best to convey, um, the information, uh, in a way that stylistically makes sense to the audience, but also, you know, still kind of fits that idea that we are experts who are approachable. We're trying yeah. to make sense of all this coffee stuff for you and help you out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the key with it, you know, I was thinking about some of it just with my, uh, path with coffee and, and, you know, looking at, looking all the way back at when I'm purchased from you guys originally, you know, probably three or four or five years ago, um, you know, very different coffee knowledge or, or expertise at that point compared to where I am today. Um, but what I love about it and why, you know, we still go back to you guys now is, um, where, you know, you were willing to meet us or meet me specifically where I was then, you know, you don't, you don't have this, um, threshold, uh, in your, in your business structure where, you know, if you don't own a cafe or if you're not going to buy, you know, 10 Chemexes, you know, we're not going to talk to you, um, which obviously can happen sometimes in, in some of the coffee equipment sure, yeah. world is, is, uh, which is just, you know, it's reality of, you know, manufacturers can't always sell direct to, uh, direct to consumer. So, uh, they have to put minimums out there and whatnot, but, uh, in the coffee world, there's not a ton of, uh, credible, you know, we call, I would call them like credible curators, um, that, uh, that are doing that. You know, there's a few, a handful of them that are, that can do that, but, um, that's what's I think been great, um, with our experience with you guys is, you know, you were willing to interact with us then or me then, uh, and sort of grow in that knowledge and experience and, you know, now, uh, be able to meet us where we are now, where, you know, I, I do have the opportunity to talk to manufacturers and, and, and do all of that now, but, uh, still have a great relationship with buying through, uh, through you guys, because, you know, you guys were willing to, to, uh, to make that connection early on. Um, and I think, uh, obviously you guys look at that uh, a little bit, like obviously different subsets of customers, you know, not, not every consumer level customer will eventually own a cafe, you know, that's not, <laughs> that's not the typical path. Um, but, um, it is great always to, you know, never, I never underestimate what that looks like, you know, never yeah. underestimate it. you know, they may at one point, you know, maybe not own a cafe, but, but become a buying, you know, agent for, for a coffee company. And, you know, they're the go-to person for, uh, for buying equipment or, or, or things like that. And, uh, you guys want to, uh, be on their mind, you know, and, uh, or at least get a seat at the table when it comes to that. Um, and, uh, and, you know, when I think about you guys or, or think about some of your business practices, um, I'm always reminded of, um, you know, if, if you guys, uh, meet us where we were when we were really small, um, uh, and believe in us then, you know, then when we get big, you know, you're going to believe in us then too, you know, uh, there's always the, you know, caveat, you know, that, 
um, always be scared of friends that become your friends when, when you are successful, you know, yeah, right, right. Uh, <laughs> because what, where were they when you weren't, you know, or, um, uh, you know, where were they then? Um, and I, so I take that into, into light with, with a lot when we talk to our, our clients or, or, um, you know, vendors or, uh, people we're in relationship with and just say, you know, um, do you believe in us now? You know, like, do you, or did, you know, we have some wholesale clients that signed on with us three, four five years ago before we had a cafe and all of that. And, you know, they believed in us when no one did, you know, uh, and, that's what we always try to, to breathe out to our, you know, clients is, um, who in your business believes in you now, like latch onto those people and, you know, as well as partner with vendors that, you know, believe in you now, you know, uh, when you, maybe you're not open yet or, or, you know, maybe you're not the best bakery in, in Indianapolis yet, you know, but you want to be, you know, so interact with people that are willing to, you know, meet you then. And, um, and I think that's what you guys do well with, with, uh, with some of the content stuff you've been putting out as well as, um, I don't know, I don't know, uh, fully about it, but, um, you know, I think that comes a little bit with you guys being in the industry or, or coming from the industry before, you know, you understand what it's like to launch something or understand what it's like to work the bar or, you know, um, do things like that in a coffee perspective. So, um, we, it's like, you almost have that common bond, like, like y'all have earned your stripes a little bit. Yeah, that I think, uh, you know, that is certainly why I still work, you know, in a cafe, you know, I, uh, a little bit of money, you know, Mm -hmm. sure that, that helps. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm really mostly there for the experience and, you know, um, building a bond with my coworkers and trying to help, you know, if something goes wrong in the cafe and, you know, I happen to be there like sinks clogs or whatever, like, and they're, you know, they've got a drink queue 10 deep, like, yep. all right, yeah, I'm going to hop on and help out. Like, yep. you know, a lot of people that I know in the service industry are, are like real hard hustlers. Like they, mm-hmm. they get stuff done. Yep. And, you know, I, I really respect that mentality. Uh, I know that, you know, it's not always the most, uh, rewarding work. Um, mm-hmm. you know, varies day by day, I'm sure. Um, but you know, the, the people in the industry, I think, you know, a lot of them have just amazing stories, really great outlooks and work ethics, and they really want to build something and connect with people. And like, I think one of my favorite things is going to a cafe that's like slammed, you know, a, a huge line out the door or something. And like, the guys behind the counter, you know, the people behind the counter are like really still connecting with every customer. Yeah. You know, you go to a, a busy cafe in a city and like you see these baristas still like smiling and chatting it up with their regulars and like nobody feels like they're just another ticket. You no. know, that's so, so inspiring to me. Yeah. And like it's one of the things that I love about the coffee industry in particular is like, you know, you could have that same mentality in a restaurant, but often, you know, you're really only interacting with a server or waitress yeah, or something. bartender. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, you, you, the, the kitchen staff could be just like that, but you yeah. don't see them that yeah, often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, you know, that's it. I don't know. I, I, I love that, uh, you know, direct customer facing aspect yeah. of coffee service. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And like, you know, 
kind of being on the front lines with people like that is yeah. just, it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Well, I mean, I think, and you know, obviously not everybody has the opportunity for that, you know, in their business, you know, they may not, you know, have room in their schedule or, or, or maybe their business just isn't conducive to that. But, um, it's still, I think important to either take time off and, and sort of pay attention or, um, you know, uh, just check through, you know, maybe go to another space or, or something that's doing something similar and, and just learn from, you know, shadowing or learn, yeah. you know, from something like that. Um, what I always find is interesting, um, you know, even sometimes when we uh, get applicants or something, um, I think it feels like sometimes people that uh, know the coffee or don't know the coffee industry, you think that being a barista is like a sort of dainty, like soft, you know, gig, like uh, something that like, oh, yeah, they're like pouring this cool milk and like steaming and being, you know, cool and, you know, doing whatever. But, you know, they're tough, man. Like it's like you're saying, yeah, I mean, you've been in it. And uh, anybody that's worked uh, in that service industry world, especially a cafe that's that's a successful one. um, I mean, you're on your feet, man, slinging for, you know, eight hours. And it's like, you know, you get a break and you get to eat and do all that. But it's like you're going hard and, you know, you got a smile on your face and, and, you know, um, you're putting out the best product all the time. And, um, that's what I always respect, man, is, uh, service industry in general. Uh, but obviously in our context, the coffee industry, uh, they're tough, you know, and they, they grit it out. And, um, it's not this, uh, this dainty gig that's, you know, just, uh, just for the weaklings, I would say. Um, but (laughs) yeah, uh, it's tough work and, uh, but it's all, you know, it's, it's a true professional, obviously when, when you can grind it out and do tough work, but still be, uh, super happy and, and, and customer facing. And, uh, it's definitely a skill set that, um, will translate, you know, across a lot of platforms, um, to, uh, whether it's being cool under pressure or, you know, being, uh, being level-headed when things get heated or, you know, whatever it may be, um, is always a benefit I, I find. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I always like to say that, um, you know, I've got people who are like, Oh, you're a barista. What do you like? You must really like coffee. I'm like, well, uh, I know how to clean a toilet. Yeah, yeah. I know how to stock yeah. a fridge. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know when to refill. Like I have a sixth yeah, sense yeah, for when yeah, to refill yeah. the cream, uh, yeah. you know, over on the condiment bar. Yep. And uh, yeah, sometimes I guess I make coffee too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we've talked about that when you know we do the the reel off when people say you know I'm thinking about opening a cafe. You know I love coffee. You know and I love making coffee and and doing all that. And I've always said, well, don't open a cafe if you love to do that, because if you're the owner of a cafe, you know, you're ordering milk and buying sugar and buying cups and doing the schedule and payroll. And, you know, people are calling off sick and you're mopping the floor. And, you know, if you enjoy all of that, then run at it, you know, uh, but don't don't be uh, don't be under the impression that you're going to be as the owner just making port overs all the time, and you know. <laughs> hanging out. Uh, it's, uh, it's a lot different, obviously, you know, for us, it's, it's really rewarding and we love all the, all the intangibles and, you know, we love doing all of that stuff because we know big picture what it does. 
uh, you know, it creates the overall experience. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I, I definitely think there's a, there's a different impression of what it actually is, but you know, hats off to the baristas out there that make it look like that. You know, it's always, yeah. uh, it's always great when, you know, you're killing it, uh, and you make it look easy. You know, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the sign of a true, uh, true solid, you know, employee or, or, uh, or professional is when it, when it can look easy. So, um, yeah. So, uh, thanks so much for, for hanging for a little bit and, uh, and talking coffee and, uh, chatting about, you know, creativity and, and what all that looks like. Uh, I know I'm excited for, we always, uh, get psyched for when, um, new stuff is rolling through and, and you guys have new uh, content coming up. Um, so, um, is there, uh, anything that you're excited about, um, coming through the pike for on the blog or, or on the YouTube channel or anything like that? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I just wrapped, so I had a video shoot earlier today. I just wrapped like six new videos. So mm. we've got some, like, got some new stuff coming in from, cool. uh, Hario. Nice. Um, We've got uh, a couple new hand grinders coming yep. in. Um, so it's a, I don't know, this next couple of weeks is going to be pretty cool. Um, you know, nice new adjust additions to the website. Yeah. Um, content wise, I mean, we've always got stuff that's in yeah. the works. Yep. Um, you know, our blog has some new stuff coming out about like commercial mm. buying guides for, yeah. uh, espresso and grinders and that kind of thing. Mm. So, um, I mean, even if you're not in the industry and you're just kind of looking for, you know, a how to here and there, like we've always yeah. got stuff on the site, you know, check yeah. out our, our like learning center and yeah. see what, uh, what strikes your fancy. Um, yeah, for sure. one thing I, I do want to plug though, we've been doing a, um, uh, Q and a series on our mm. YouTube channel. And I'd love to get more questions from people just like yeah. anything, anything coffee related, send them to yeah. me. Um, cool. we have an email address. It's questions at primacoffee.com. Great. And yeah, send them in. I'll see if yeah. I can answer it. I mean, yeah. you could, you could try to stump Steve, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll make sure and drop the, the website, the YouTube and the, and that email in the show notes as well. So if you guys are, uh, looking for that, um, you can, uh, click out of this and, and click those notes and you'll see, uh, you'll see all that content. Um, if you guys are in the market for, you know, any gear like that, whether you're a consumer or, um, you are a, a commercial buyer, um, definitely check out their catalog. Uh, always, uh, great options, tons of, you know, um, detail, uh, descriptions about everything as far as, you know, um, I mean, we go, we do that all the time. Uh, even when maybe we're working with a new manufacturer, we'll always, uh, always look through those guides to see, you know, what's the real world, uh, review for, or what's the real world, uh, work on some of that. So, uh, make sure and do that as well as, uh, if you like the sneak peeks of, uh, some of the new gear coming out, uh, they did a ton of great videos from the, the conference season. Um, so some of the concept stuff as well as, uh, as some of the new stuff coming, uh, over the next year. So, uh, make sure and do that. Uh, obviously, you know, the holiday season's rolling through soon, so they've always got really rad stuff on deals or, uh, uh, guides coming out. So you just want to follow along on, on, uh, all their platforms and, uh, and they'll get it out there. Um, so yeah. Um, 
as always, guys, uh, make sure that you uh, check out uh, our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Uh, subscribe there. We post them uh, on a weekly basis. Again, we've got some really great uh, great guests coming up over the next year as we uh, as we roll through uh, to the end of the year. Um, as well as make sure uh, for all things Indie Coffee, uh, you follow along uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, that's where we regularly update everything going on. And if you are in the Indianapolis area, go ahead and stop by our Carmel Cafe. We'd love to see you uh, and share a drink with you guys and and uh, and chat a little bit. Thanks so much, Steve, for being here, and uh, we always appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. Yeah, awesome. Well, guys, thanks again for listening, and always remember to enjoy your coffee unleashed.